This is chapter 10 of You Are Not Alone, Because I Care Too Much, part one. I'm the reason you sick ones pray to God as they lie there still. I'm the reason they cry out because I kill. Hello and welcome to You Are Not Alone, a 1v1 horror actual play podcast. I'm Lane, your host and RPG-loving friend. So sorry that I missed last week. I was covering a few extra shifts at my day job and things got a little hectic. But I am back this week with an amazing session for y'all. First, if you like what you hear, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Even if you don't use iTunes to listen, it is the biggest way people find podcasts and your reviews help immensely. If you feel like helping out monetarily to cover costs of production, I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Blaine C. Martin. Every dollar goes a long way towards covering all the little costs of running a podcast. Finally, if you're interested in being a guest, recommending a game, especially if it's your game, or just saying hi, you can reach me at Blaine at YouAreNotAlonePod.com or on Twitter at EsmeraldaPod. This week, I'm joined by Ben Wallace to play Little Fears by Jason L. Blair. We live in a post-Stranger Things world. There are now dozens of kids-on-bikes role-playing games. These are games meant to replicate Stranger Things, Stand By Me, The Goonies, Monster Squad, and It. Stories about children rolling around town on their bikes, finding adventure, and sometimes terror. Little Fears came out about 10 years ago, well before Stranger Things. It was inspired by those later titles, most especially It. Little Fears is a game about kids living in a world where monsters exist, who use the power of their belief to combat those monsters. It's a really slick game, with a great set of rules to replicate the types of stories it is aiming to tell. Normally, I cut out the portion of audio where I explain the rules and the guests and I create their character. However... Little Fears is a little crunchier than most games we play on You Are Not Alone, so for this game, I decided to leave it in. Because of that, it's going to be a two-parter. The first part is a little shorter than normal, because the end seemed too natural a conclusion to the episode to not end it there. So with all that out of the way, let's jump in. To play Little Fears with me this week is Ben Wallace from Pod of Love. Hey Ben, how's it going? It's going great. I am very excited to be on You Are Not Alone. I'm a listener of You Are Not Alone, and I'm just, I'm really excited to be here. I'm super excited to to have you on. I think probably a lot of the listeners know, but those who don't know us personally, uh, we've been friends for about 20 years, so uh, we've done this a couple times together. That's true. I said this on Twitter uh, earlier, and you saw it, that I realized that, and it just sort of dawned to me that, oh, the person who's non, the non-family member of mine who I've known basically the longest, I guess, uh, and definitely the best, who knows me the best, is going to try to scare me tonight. And that's actually a kind of an exciting thought. Like that's, like I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I think uh, I think I found some stuff to uh, to pinpoint some specific fears that I know about. Excellent. Uh, we'll see how that goes. So for Little Fierce, we've decided you're going to play. I'm terrified because you're, you've, you've tried to rec- 
court a couple times. <laughs> and your name has evolved every time. Yeah, okay. So the reason why it's evolved is because – so originally I had put Bob Bobby as my name. And then I was like, okay, I think I'm going to go with Bobby as my character name in this game. But the reason – where Bobby comes from is because – so this is a deep cut, Blaine, but and you'll already know about it. But for our listeners, for a very long time, for as long as I've known Blaine, basically, I've been a fan of the band Five Iron Frenzy, and they have this ridiculous series of like very short. I don't even know what to call them. They're like ridiculous songs that are. It's the same song in a bunch of different musical genres about the called "These Are Not My Pants." And in the songs, um, they talk about this person, Bobby, whose pants these pants possibly belong to. Uh, they possibly are Bobby's pants. And uh, my children found out about these. Uh, for people who have no idea what Fire and Frenzy is playing, they must be like, what in God's name is he talking about right now? <laughs> Even a lot of people probably who know who Five Iron Frenzy are. <laughs> Uh, are probably like, what the fuck is he talking about so right now? So my kids, my kids found out about about the these are not my pants things, and for a little while they're obsessed with them. And my almost three year old son is constantly saying his pants are Bobby's pants, and so like I was like, okay, I'm gonna call myself Bobby for this game. And then I typed in, I tried typing into this program we're using Bobby's pants, but it became Bobby S pants, and that is obviously now my name. Yeah, my cr- <laughs> I mean it, it kind of has. <laughs> to be yeah bobby s pants it's written in pen on my character sheet excellent there's no erasing that shit no so uh in little fears kind of the the biggest thing in character creation is picking your age so you can pick an age between six and twelve and essentially older kids have more points to buy attributes with but have less belief because you're becoming old and beaten down by the world Whereas younger children have less points to put into attributes, but have a higher belief. So how old, how old is Bobby S. Pants, Ben? I, so again, in thinking about this, I'm relating it to my own experience of being a parent because I, those are the children I deal with all the time. So I feel like being closer to my own kid's age will help me to try to like, think about how they would act in certain situations or how they might relate to things. So I think I'm going to go with seven because uh, my two oldest are eight and seven, but the eight-year-old just turned eight. So I feel like it, and honestly, she's kind she's, her maturity level is more like seven. So we'll go with, uh, I think we'll go with seven. All right. So up at the top, this is me exclamation point. Uh You have your name. So I am a, so you fill in boy, girl, Okay. Non-binary. I think we'll go however, with. Yeah, I'm going to say Bobby identifies. <laughs> I'm going to say Bobby is a seven-year-old boy. All right. And what is what is Bobby's birthday? Oh, does that matter? Not really, but like he could give you some flavor. Like, is he a Halloween? He probably baby? does to Bobby. Yeah, I mean, he's seven. He's going to uh, get some sweet toys on that date. <sighs> you know what? I think Bobby's birthday is. Actually, December 25th. Oh, he's a Christmas baby. Yep. All right. So as a Uh seven-year-old, you have seven points to distribute between your abilities. So the abilities in Little Fears are move, fight, think, speak, and care. 
They do a pretty good job of telling you exactly what they're going to be used for. Move is anything kind of athletic, running away, picking pockets, etc. Fight is fighting. Think is anything cognitive related. Speak is anytime you are trying to use your voice to do something. And care is anytime you are trying to use empathy. It does specifically state in the book with a living thing. Okay. Oh, boy. Um, so you have seven points to distribute between them. Each one starts at one. So you have that one point in all of them. Okay. All right. So, but, so like, is Bob Yee fast? Is Bob right. strong? Uh, is he a smart kid? Is he charismatic? Is he? Uh, does he have a lot of empathy? Is it one point to raise it, period, the whole way? Yes. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't get, like, weird, like, Savage Worlds where it costs more the more you go up. Okay. I think for the sake of this game, I think I think what I'm going to really like to do is Bobby is not going to be very fast or very strong or very smart. I'm going to going to lean into speaking and caring here. So, let's see. Right now I put 1 2 3 4 5 6. I put one into move because I figured that might help a little bit. It's uh, good to be able to run away. Right, right. Especially if you're not very strong. Right. But I put three into speak and two into care. I have one more to place. So I don't know. Do I want to go with a third into move? Do I want to go maybe equally with speak, equal with speak and care? Or do I want to lean all the way in on speak? Um, it, it cares for, you said, living things only, correct? Yes. Okay. But, like, trying to reach out and empathize with people, trying to help them in different ways. I think I'm going to put that last one into care so that my speak and care are both at four and are equal. All right. So then you'll have a move of two. Yes. To fight and think of one. Yes. So that's good. Okay. Uh-huh. I have a so speak th- and care of four. Yeah. I mean, that's really good. Uh-huh. Bobby could take over the world with a speaking care of four. Yeah. So uh, the next thing you want to do are traits. So all kids in Little Fears have one good trait and one bad trait. And they are phrased as, I can blank well when blank. And it's hard for me to blank when blank. Oh. Um, huh. So the first blanks in both of those, you'll you'll pick a specific ability. So something like, I can move well when under pressure, or I can speak well when, I don't know, everyone's looking at me. And then the same kind of with, with bad, it's hard for me to speak when I am in front of a crowd. So basically, these are just, they will sometimes take effect. And if your good trait is in effect, you get to reroll your lowest die. And if your bad trait applies, then you take away your highest die. Okay. Are there any guidance at all to what those, uh, like... Yeah, let me pull it up in the book sure. for some other examples beyond the ones I gave you. So things like, I can fight well when protecting a friend, or it's hard for me to fight when I'm outnumbered. Okay, I think I'm going to, for the first one, I'm going to lean into where I already excel, into my gifts here. And I think I'm going to go with, I can speak well when I'm trying to help someone. Excellent. It's 
I don't really have a good idea yet for the bad. I've got one in my mind that I could go with. It might be a little obvious. I would like to hear some examples before I go into it. So it's hard for me to move when I don't know where I am. It's hard for me to think when I first wake up. It's hard for me to think when people are staring at me. It's hard for me to think when I first wake up is so accurate to my real life. It's tempting to go with that one. Um, yeah. I was thinking about it's hard for me to think when I'm scared, but that might be uh, – is that – what do you think, Blaine? Is that – I mean, is that too obvious? Is that too – I don't know. No, I mean, I think that's fine. I, it, it certainly makes sense. I'm going to go with it. Awesome. So then the next thing we're going to do are qualities. Okay. So qualities are kind of like skills – but they're, they're much broader than that. So let me grab a list of them. Uh, but essentially, any time that you're trying something and uh, one of your qualities affects it, you get to add extra dice to your pool. So let's see. So some examples of qualities are things like, I'm an artist. I'm the big kid. I'm a class clown. Okay. All right. So your main quality, which is the one that's going to be plus two is very broad. So something like, I'm an artist, I am the big kid. Okay, tell me if this one works for that. I am a big helper. I think that's perfect. Alright. So now, the qualities, the two qualities at plus three are gonna be kind of sub-qualities of that. Oh. So anytime that you're a big helper (laughs) in kind of a broad sense, Uh you're gonna add two dice. Okay. But then in kind of very specific senses tied to your helping you'll be able to add plus three. So like, let me give you an example. So someone picks, I am the big kid as their plus two main quality. Some sub quality, some related qualities are other kids are scared of me. I'm strong. I'm really tall. I hit like a brick. So two things that kind of fall under being a helper. Okay. Wow. This is tough. They might be like specific styles of aid. Like I'm good at patching up a skinned knee. Oh, I mean, I'm just trying to think of, like, what a seven-year-old, like, what, you know what I mean? Like, how this would be for a seven-year-old. Yeah, and like I said, these are very broad, so, like, oh. you'll kind of get a chance, still, like, slightly less broad than I am a helper. Yeah. But still broad enough that you can kind of apply them. But even something like, say, like, I like to help my mom in the garden. Oh, yeah. Has yeah, a yeah. lot of things that, like, you know, identifying plants. So uh, I was going to say, I'm really good with my, like, younger sibling. That would work. And I guess, should I specify little brother or sister? If you want to, you don't have to. Uh, I'm going to say, should I say, should I write it like a sentence like that? Like, I'm really good. Yeah. Like, I'm good at helping with my little sister. Okay, that's one. And so now I need to come up with another one? Yeah, another one at plus three. Okay. Oh, uh, let's see. I'm good at helping my little sister. Hmm. It could be a specific place that you help out. It could be the type of task that you help out with. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about helping the teacher at school, but I don't know how helpful that is for this game. Um, I mean, we can make it as right uh, just, as helpful to... as we need it to. Oh, 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 <laughs> I thought of one plane and it, it applies so well to our lives, our, like as in your and my life together. I'm very helpful at the grocery store. Great. <laughs> <laughs> F- 
fan fucking tastic. Uh, I wasn't going to give you any negative qualities, but now I feel like I have to. Oh, I'm sorry. I had to go there. I thought of it because I was thinking about like my kids and like where they're proud of helping, and they are legitimately they love to help at the grocery store. Hopefully, they're better helpers than you are. Way better. For our listeners, Ben's idea of helping at the grocery store is just reading everything <laughs> that he walks by. I, it's my favorite way to help Lane is to ask him whether he wants everything that I see. All right. So I'm still not going to give you any negative qualities uh, because there's just one of you. Okay. So the two blanks below the plus threes that have a plus and then a blank spot. Sure. So now you can pick two other qualities that are unrelated to helping. Okay. You can choose or so you can choose either two qualities that are plus one or one quality that is plus two. Oh, but these are other things that you're good at other than helping. All right. Um, well, I want to go with drawing for one of them. All right. So you could be really good at drawing, and that could be plus two, or you could be really good at drawing plus one and one other thing plus one. I think I'm going to go with plus one. Well, I'm going to try to come up with a second thing, and if I can't, um, oh, maybe I can come up with something. Hmm. Let's see. Okay, so I don't know how I would put this as an adult, but I don't know how I would translate this to seven-year-old thinking. Like, I'm really good at creative thinking. So, like, or thinking outside the box. But I'm trying to think of, like, imagination. How about, I have a big imagination. How about that? There you go. All right. We're going to skip goals, too, because goals are kind of, uh, like, leveling up things. Okay. So, then, your belief under virtues. Let me double check. Wait, I just want you to know that my goal is to have fun and to build a deeper relationship with you, my friend great like in this session oh as a note as the i feel section is your your damage track oh i noticed that yeah i like that it goes from fine to cold (laughs) it's so dark yeah it's dark so your character has a number of dots on each level equal to your fight or care plus four so obviously i think you're going to go with your care right yes uh, so each of those lines just mark, like, just jot down eight next to them. Under which, on the fee- I feel lines? Yes. So basically for each of those levels then. Oh, I see. You can take eight points of damage before you move to the next level. Right. Gotcha. So oh, after that's you nice. take eight points of damage at fa- fine, you move to sore, and then you get minus two to all of your rolls. Then you take point- eight points of sore, and you move to bad. And you're at minus four to all of your rolls. Gotcha. Then you take eight points of bad, and you move to cold. And uh, if you take eight points of cold, then uh, things aren't good. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So belief. Your belief is equal to 13 minus your age. So you have six belief. Okay. Six belief. Your wits are equal to your think. Think plus four. So So you have five wits. Basically, as you encounter scary things, you'll make checks. Okay. And if you fail those checks, you will start to lose your wits. Uh, Makes sense. And then your spirit starts at 10. All right. And there are some things that can do damage to your spirit. And if your spirit goes to zero, you become a monster. Oh. Wow. Okay. 
So the last thing then we need to do is your stuff. So every kid starts with some stuff that they really believe in, which gives it magical qualities. Nice. I love that. And then this is later you can spend your belief to add extra magical properties or imbue a new item with magical properties. That's so cool. All right. So stuff has the ability to give a bonus to an ability. So it might be like, I have a baseball bat that I really love and it gives me plus one to fight. Okay. It can give a bonus to damage. It can give a penalty to an opponent's ability. So monsters have a set of abilities. They have fight, grab, chase, and scare. So maybe you have like a flashlight that gives monsters a minus one to scare. It can give a penalty to an opponent's damage. So like uh, maybe a jacket that gives you essentially plus one armor. Mm. Or it can have a weird or cool power, like grows really big or blinds monsters. So you have a number of points equal to your belief. So you're going to have six points. The max you can put into a thing is three. So you could have two items that have three abilities, or you could have six items that have one ability. Well, I can tell you what item is in my mind, but I'm not sure how we can mess around with this uh, to be a cool item for this. Yeah, and we can we can kind of spitball a couple things. Yeah, I was thinking like a pen or a marker or something for drawing, or a pencil even. Maybe pencil, because it can be erased. And I was thinking it could have some sort of magical ability. All right, like what kind of ability are you thinking? I mean, how far-fetched can I go? I can get, like... With the examples of, like, it can grow really big or blind monsters, it can yeah. get pretty weird. Well, okay, so I'll tell you what I was thinking, but then this might be too weird, but maybe there's, like, how it would translate to my, like, maybe I believe this about it, but it's in my imagination, but I was thinking, like, stuff that I make can come alive. Like, I can, like, you know what I mean? Like, I might draw a little horse and it might dance around. I think that, I think I feel like there needs to be a caveat. Sure. Yeah, I get that that's kind of, like, way, you know... Yeah, so let's just, like, let's say, and we can kind of decide in the moment, like, if you want to draw something, if that seems too big. But, so, like, for one of the abilities for this pencil or pen, that stuff it draws comes to life. Okay. So that's one ability. I'm going to go with pencil. And I, I am very aware that, I mean, I when I thought of it, I thought you could very easily use that against me. But... Oh, I thought the same thing. Right, good. I mean, of course you did, but I, I just want—I just want to be clear. So that's one of its ability. Yes, and that—that that means it's one of my six points. Is that? Am I getting it right? Yes, one of your six points. Uh, something that I was thinking that might be interesting that kind of plays off of that is like maybe it gives you also like a plus to move. Oh, because like you can draw like a doorway. Oh yeah, that's cool. I like that a lot. So you could. In theory, if you wanted for two points, make it plus two to move, or for one point plus one to move. For one point plus one to move? Yeah. Um, well, let's just go with the one point plus one to move. Okay. So that means, like, when you, you then, when you use the pencil to move, you're, you've got a three move. Okay. Okay. I want to move on to a different item because I think I need to create a comfort object here. I need to create, like, a stuffed animal that 
So is it really terrible if I use something for my own children? Is that bad? Is that really bad? I don't know. You like role-playing games you draw in real life. I kind of want to create Snook in this, which is my oldest daughter's like comfort object that's been like with her since like as long almost her whole life, as long as I can remember. The terrifying giant-eyed unicorn. Yes, it's not terrifying. It's wonderful. Uh, yeah, that's what you tell yourself. <laughs> is it? I get. Is it bad if I go with that? I think I'm going to go with that. No, I think that's fine. All right, we're going to go snook. Um, so, like comfort object, it could give you. I mean, again, stuff like plus to move. It can also give penalties to like. I feel like if it's a comfort object, it would make the most sense to give penalties to scare from your opponent. Because, like I said, so the four abilities that monsters have are fight, grab, chase, and scare. Okay, so yeah, I think definitely a penalty to scare. I'll do that. That's definitely... Um, And then it could also give a penalty to their damage. Okay. Uh, And then that's something also, if you wanted to make it a comfort, like it could light up in the dark. Oh, yeah. It could have some kind of weird... So I was thinking penalty to scare. Uh, I was thinking maybe... Plus one to speak when I have it. Like I feel more emboldened to speak. I think that that makes sense. That's two things, right? Yeah. I kind of like the idea of it being some sort of like, like it has like a sheet, like it can shield me. So it's kind of like armor. Like it so has minus like, one damage. Yeah. Minus one damage. I think that makes sense for a comfort object. So those that's five. Total. Yeah, so you have one more. You could make an item with one ability, or right. you could go back to the pencil and add something else. Mm, I think maybe... Hmm. Okay, so I was thinking maybe some sort of flashlight, but I was thinking, like, what's cooler than, like, a... F- like, kids don't just have flashlights. They have, like, toys that are flashlights. Light up. Yeah. Like, maybe I have a... I don't know, like a toy lightsaber, or I, I don't know if I like lightsabers so much in this case, but that's just where my mind went. Like, cause yeah. It, yeah. Something um, that lights up that can, like, you know, be a lighting device for me and then maybe help me with monsters. Maybe like a, like a toy truck with headlights. Yeah, that's good. Or a toy vehicle of some sort. Right, right, right. Okay, this is what I want to do. I have a, it's a toy motorcycle. Oh. I was going to make it a toy motorcycle for Snook to ride, but I kind of like it if I want to have a big wheel. Like it, yeah, like a power wheel. Oh, yeah. I want, I want, so is it a big wheel or is it a power wheel? It's like, is it like the kind you get in and it has like a little motor or is it like a big wheel? I'm seven, so I'm just trying to think. And you could do, I like, I, I mean, I think I was five or six when I got a big wheel. I want to go with a big wheel. Power wheel. I want to go with a big wheel because those things are cool, but it's like big, I've never seen a big wheel with a light on the front, but we're going to go with that. Yeah, and I'm going to say that's not that doesn't need to have cost okay. and ability point. Like that's just a thing it has. Okay. So what what might we do with that one? I mean, move is obvious, right? Yeah. I and it could be move, it could be fight, I and mean, you could try to run people over with it. Uh, yeah. Let's go with that cuz that's awesome. <laughs> that's it's that's your weapon of choice. <laughs> yeah, my weapon of choice is trying to run someone over on my big wheel. Yeah. Sounds about right. I mean, if we're channeling your children, I feel like that's a baby Jerry move right there. <laughs> Definitely. Once he once he is able to ride some sort of vehicle, he is going to try to run you over. Well, what number did you say it was that you minus to do the belief, to figure out belief? 
It's 13 minus your age. Right. So he's not even three, right? So his belief is ridiculously high. And in his mind, he could just point his finger at you and blast you. It's true. And he does it endlessly. All the time. Yes. I wish I had him in this game. I would be, I wouldn't be afraid of anything. All right. So the last thing I want to do is not necessarily all of the questions on the questionnaire, but on the back of that sheet, there's a questionnaire. Yeah. That'll give me some ammunition. Okay. So who is your best friend? Uh, See, that's a loaded question for you to ask me. Of course it is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Now I'm torn. Very torn. Um, I don't want to be too Ben. I want to be Bobby S. Pants. Um (laughs) But mixing in Ben is good. Oh, let me think for one second because we're going to go with we're going to go with Billy because Billy is one of the other names they say in that uh, Five Hundred Frenzy. You are not my pants thing. Excellent. What is Billy's last name? Oh boy, <laughs> Billy. Who? Um. Hmm. Oh, we'll go with Taylor. Here we go, Billy That's Taylor. My mom's maiden name. So we'll go with that. All right. So one time you lost something. What was it? Hmm. Uh, I lost a set of Silly Sense crayons. They were important to me. Why were they important to you? Because I just liked that they made everything smell, and I tried to make everything in the house smell with them, and I, I liked that a lot. What is the one place that the monsters can't go? Ah, jeez. The one place the monsters can't go is under my bed, actually. Most people, most kids think that monsters come from under the bed. That's not true. They can't go under there. They come from closet land. What is the one place in town that you don't go near? The one place in town I don't go near? The farm. There's a farm on the edge of town. I don't go there. Why don't you go there? Because the animals, they won't stop staring at me, and it creeps me out. Every time I'm there, they just stare at me. What is Bobby's biggest fear? I think Bobby's biggest fear is that everyone's actually out to get him, even the people he loves the most. And the last thing, tell me about your family. Some names, some people. Okay. Well, I already said I had a sister. We're going to go with Dana for her name. All right. She's younger than me. Little sister. Who else do you need names for? Well, I mean, I have a mommy and a daddy. Do they need names? Uh, Not necessarily. We could just call them mommy and daddy. Make up names if we need. Anyone else? Just the four of you? It's just the four of us. For a little while, my... Grandmom lived with us, but she doesn't live with us anymore. Is there a reason? Probably, but I think that probably Bobby, it's one that Bobby doesn't really understand. Okay. We start on a close-up of a black and white photograph of a woman in her early 40s. We zoom out to a newspaper page in a headline, Lori Taylor still missing. And the newspaper blows in the wind, and we see Bobby S. Pants sitting on his big wheel, looking out over a quarry. Every town that has kids that ride big wheels around has a quarry. (laughs) Yes. 
What does Bobby's big wheel look like? It has streamers, like blue streamers from the handlebars. It has a lightning bolt on the side. It's blue, black wheels. Yeah, that sounds good. Where does Snook sit? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I have a I have a Snook basket on the front. Excellent. The thing is, oh. people don't people who are listening don't know what Snook like the real life one looks like. And you said it has like giant eyes, but it's a unicorn. It's like a it's like a it's like a tie dyed unicorn yes. with giant eyes that look into your soul yeah it's a ty so people yeah. can people have seen those ty's with the large eyes yeah i'm sure people just go to five below we've got thousands of them there you go exactly so bobby is looking out over the quarry what has bobby been doing with his summer since billy taylor has gone away oh. because billy taylor only had a mommy and she went missing and so he had to go stay with his grandparents a couple towns over Oh, what sucks. have you been doing without him? Boy, probably, whew, probably bored out of my mind, probably doing a lot of drawing, like probably like getting real deep into my imagination, like, like sort of really exploring my own worlds in my mind, like, like making up little towns and like little places and little like people that live there and creatures that live there and just doing a lot of that kind of thing. It makes sense. It's a shame that Billy is gone. You've definitely, the two of you used to spend your summers hanging out, trolling around town in your big wheels. You turn away from the quarry. It's almost dinner time. It's time to head home. Sit down with your family, with your mom and your dad, your sister, and you're pedaling through town. What what building do you you try so you try to avoid the farm? What building do you always try to drive by? What's your favorite building in town? Oh, definitely the toy shop. Yeah, it's like I don't have a good name for it. I don't know. Uh, it's probably like a uh, locally owned, like maybe like a five and dime type place, kind of like uh, the town Blaine I grew up in had a sign. Signs, yeah, five and dime. It's like that kind of place. So you drive by. The Five and Dime. Mr. Bishop, the nice older man who runs the Five and Dime, is standing outside right by the door smoking a cigarette. He waves to you. Hey, Bobby. Hey. I'll wave back. As, you're, as you kind of slow down to wave at Mr. Bishop, you notice in the alleyway next to the Five and Dime a figure. Okay. It looks from the distance you're at, it's definitely female. And you think for a moment that it might be Ms. Taylor. Okay. What do you do? I think I stop my big wheel and I'm just going to like kind of sit on it in the sidewalk here, like at the end of the alleyway, just sort of staring, and I'm going to wait and see if I can get a better idea. Like, I'm not going to move towards the person, but I'm just going to kind of, like, squint and see if I can make out who it is. So they're standing kind of side profile, which is why it's kind of tough to tell. But the figure turns towards you, and it's definitely Miss Taylor. Okay. She looks out, and she looks past you, and it looks 
looks like she's not even looking at you. It looks like she's not even looking at anything. You're too far away to really see the detail of her face, but her eyes just seem to be staring off into nothingness. Uh, um, Ms. Taylor, is that, is that you? Hey, uh, Ms. Taylor, hello, hi. She takes a shambling step forward, but is still staring at nothing and does not respond to you. I think I actually... <laughs> so, I this is like a stupid thing to do, but I really think that this is probably what I would do, because I don't know that I would really, like... It sounds like an unnerving situation, but from a kid's perspective, I think I'd be overwhelmed with the, like, maybe happiness of seeing this person who's probably a prominent figure in my life who's been missing. Yeah. Rather, I mean, you at know, the very least, it means that, that Billy probably would come back. Right. So I think I'm actually going to, like, run and give the per- give her a hug, actually. I'm going to jump off my big wheel and, like, run in for a hug. Okay. As you jump off your big wheel, you hear the ring of a bell as Mr. Bishop goes back inside the store. And you run down the alleyway. How do you hug, like, uh, around the knees? Do you jump yeah. up? No, around the knees, like, big big hug. Really big okay. hug. Okay. You wrap your arms around her knees. And she doesn't seem to respond to your touch at all. She just kind of stands there, her arms kind of dangling at her sides, Waving almost slightly in the breeze that's blowing by. But there aren't any words. I'd probably just be like, you know, this is like I probably pull on her, you know what I mean? Like, like I grab whatever she's wearing, whether that's a skirt or a blouse or whatever. And I think I just start tugging on it, you know, like, like, uh, hello, Miss Taylor, Miss Taylor. What's it's me. Hello. You look up. And now you can make out the features of her face. And her eyes are bloodshot and staring off into nothing. And her mouth hangs kind of slack. Like the muscles that normally hold a mouth shut have just given up. And as you continue to tug, finally she just kind of... Her head... It's not like she moved her head. It's like the muscles in the back of her neck have released and her head just kind of droops down. And those eyes meet yours. And she opens her mouth and there's a buzzing sound. Oh, God. That comes out. Not words, but a buzz. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> oh god um i think that uh bobby goes ah! <laughs> and <laughs> runs for the big wheel so you run for the big wheel i am uh gonna have you make a move check here all right what do i do three is it my- so so it's gonna be your move uh uh-huh. um so is it we'll just two- say the pencil always gives you a plus one move just for whatever weird reason. Oh, that's um, really so it's nice. maybe three. Okay. And do you think any of your qualities here? Uh 
No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think okay. it's probably quite a frightening circumstance for me, and I think that I think it's pretty much pure fear at this moment. Okay. So I am going to have you roll then three dice. All right, three D six, correct? Yep. Oh, that's not a bad roll. Sixes explode. Excellent. Well, I got one. So, all right. Right now I'm at 15. So I'll... Whoa, I got another six with the exploding die. Keeps exploding. What? All right. So what did I say was that? I was at uh, 15, and so then six more would be 21, right? Uh, And four. 25. All right. I'm I'm scared. (laughs) I'm moving. Get me out of here. The thing is, I left Snook back on the big wheel when I ran, so I feel like I'm making my way back to Snook ASAP and to that big wheel. That makes sense. So, Ms. Taylor got a 17 on her chase, but you still handily beat that. That's uh, a success with two passing grades. Nice. So, you get out. How do you, like... You do so well, like, you do some kind of, like, cool flip onto your bike. I feel like I just jump. I, like, I probably have this move that I have perfected where I can jump onto the bike and land in such a way as that I'm already pedaling. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, like, I jump on so that my butt goes in the seat, my feet go on the pedals, and I'm moving already. Nice. Like, even the force of me jumping on probably starts, starts moving it forward. So I'm going to say, because you did so well, that kind of what was happening was when you decided to run, uh, Ms. Taylor, the form of Ms. Taylor shambled after you, and you get on your bike and you hit it so hard that you actually deal damage. So let me see. You, like, run over her foot with the back wheel of your big wheel. Nice. So what was your highest success die? That was... I had a D6 that exploded twice. Yes. So what was that number? Uh, 664. I had 664. So 16. Yeah. Plus you had two passing grades. So that's 18 damage. Wow. That's, I mean, I don't know what that means in this game, but it sounds like a lot. I mean, it's based on the eight. Like I have eight and eight and eight and eight. That sounds like a decent amount of damage. Yeah. Um, So basically in combat, if you hit, the type of the amount of damage you do is based on the type of weapon. So if you have like a small weapon, it's I think your lowest die in your pool. Oh, I see. That's cool. Or in the three dice that you keep, plus the number of successes. But if you have like a blunt weapon or a large weapon, which I'm classifying a big wheel as, nice. Uh, you go with the highest die plus the number of successes. So you, <laughs> through the power of your belief roll over Miss Taylor and there's like this awful crunching sound as you roll away and do you look behind you at all? Mm, That's a great question. Um, Yes, I do. I think because I care too much. So as you look behind you, you see the crumpled form of Miss Taylor and you see that mouth that mouth that just hung slack. And you see 
it almost looks like the tip of a needle, but gigantic, begin to push its way out of her mouth. Thank you to Ben Wallace for playing Little Fears with me. Thank you to Jason L. Blair for designing such a wonderful game. And thank you for listening. Our theme song is Everybody Knows My Name by Harley Poe. Thank you to Joe Whiteford for letting us use it. Join us on August 8th for the second half of Because I Care Too Much with Ben Wallace. Until then, remember that you are strong. You are beautiful. And you are not alone. Cause I can't